Og det er ingen type menighet som kaller for en sånn ribbetype menighet da i vårt område. And I said to Gunilla, this is a setup. Så sa jeg Gunilla, dette er en setup. This is an absolute setup. Dette er en felle. And all my life I've been trying to avoid starting a church. Og hele mitt liv så har jeg prøvd å unngå det å starte en menighet. I'll travel and minister and work in Africa, but I, God, I don't want this. Jeg har reist og betjent og reist til Afrika, og sier Gud, jeg vil ikke begynne med noen menighetsplass. And one of the leading pastors in the city came to me, and said, if you want to plant a church, you can plant it from our church. And if there's people in our church that want to go with you, because I trust you, I will send them with you. You can even use our building. Well, by the time I got off the floor and sat back down again, I said, wow. We prayed again. It became very clear. John Arnott did a kickoff event last summer. And we've done monthly events, training events. Now we have a leadership team. Vi har to-soaking meetings, to-soaking møter, teaching people to receive from the Father, and teaching people to hear God's voice, and God is doing some wonderful things in people's lives. We just had Mark Dupont doing a three-day conference with us, and next month, on the 6th of April, the first PIH church will open in Sweden. Amen. And I say, no more neutrality for Sweden. No more neutrality for Sweden. And it's it's so exciting to see what 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 God's doing. We are so excited to see what God does. And we've got dreams to do a training school. We have dreams to start a training school. When we wrote down our vision, we called it the Orsunds Region Church. Når vi skrev den visjonen, så kallede vi det Orsunds Regions Menighet. Even though the church is called the River, selv om menigheten heter the River, it would be rude not to call it the River because we have a river flowing through us. Vi har frykt å ikke kalle det for det er det som flytter gjennom oss. And we are we we are planning to even open things all around our region as well as in Copenhagen, which is right across the border. We're planning to open things in our region and even in Copenhagen, which is right across the border. So it's time for Sweden to live again. So that's what we're doing for Sweden to live again. It's time for Sweden to live again. That's what we're doing for Sweden to live again. It's like a fire in my bones. That's what's on in living the best. It's like an excitement because it's time. But this Jantel are going to be pushed back. And it's time for a sustained movement of spirit. You know, the Toronto move came to Sweden in 1994. And then at that time it was mainly coming in the vineyard churches. And by the end of 95 into 96, because of the Toronto Vineyard split, that really affected things in Sweden. That's why you have a lot more PIH, FIH churches here in Norway. But things are going to change. Things are changing in Sweden. Amen. Amen. Oh! Oh!
You're allowed to get excited. And send you out in, I know you've already had the warm up and some meetings, but we want to send you out from here for your own this opening in uh, April the 6th. So can we have our partners in Harvest pastors and leaders come, come around, please? And this is bless and lay hands on, on Andy. Let's come join us as we, as we do this. We want to support this new church in this region. We bless you, Andy, for the courage and the boldness and the faith with you and Ganella to church plants here in the Western world. And we, we just pray, come Holy Spirit, we, we send you out, God, we raised you up in, in these days to, to bring a, a, a breath of fresh air to that region, a breath of fresh air into that region, new oil into that region, and, to, and we bless all the churches there, we bless them all, obviously, in Jesus' name, but Lord, there's something fresh that Anthony is, and he's going to add to it. He's going to add to the, what's already there. It's, it's necessary for another church. We bless you in Jesus. Western praise. Father, I ask you release the spirit of glory on this man. Release the spirit of glory and the Lord fire around this world. God, release a prophetic spirit upon this man. God, release dreams in the night. Visions in the night. Wisdom and revelation. God, the wisdom of Daniel would rest upon you. You know the times and the seasons. To understand how to answer kings with wisdom. God, release your glory upon this world. Cause it to bear fruit. Plant it in good soil. Jesus. Yes, Thank you, Father, for I, I, I felt only today when I prayed for you, you know, that, that, that God has been giving you a, a break, an, an anointing to break the yoke. So breaking, breaking the yoke, breaking the yoke that is in that area, even in Sweden, as you've seen in neutrality, that is a process. So we release that power and release that power, release that anointing, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the, and, and the remember to have a lot of fun. Oh, Father, we are just really warrior anointing, Father. Warrior, 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 warrior
They get nervous. But you know, here's here's the, the statistic that the church planters give. There needs to be at least one church for every thousand people. So in your region, if there's not one church, I mean Bible-believing, Holy Spirit, born again, blood of Jesus, we believe... <laughs> In the Bible, church. So in this region, if there are not a Bible church, we trust in Jesus, blood, the Holy Spirit, and all things. Then we need to rejoice every time there's a church planted. Then we freed us every time the blood is on the altar. Because you need, you know, because even for one church for a thousand people is difficult. But you need one church for every thousand people. For for we need every thousand before we put thousand men. So praise the Son, men. Well, anyways, so there you go. So welcome everybody. So we're coming all summer. We've already had a great day for those who haven't been here. We had a hard day. We for those who have been here. Isn't that right? It's been fun. Our game. It's been wonderful. Full of spirit. Full of melody. Arriba. So, um, but I want to kind of give you a little background to this conference as we're here together. This is the rivers coming together. And in this particular instance, it is you know the, the, the prayer movement and the river movement coming together. And, and Wes and I have actually been doing this for several years now. In Toronto, he's been with our guys in Montreal. Wes has been with us in England, in Ukraine. Now we're here in um, Norway. I'm on plane, it's too much. Yeah, <laughs> And, and uh, then from here we're going to Germany together, and then back to, to London, England together. And, and, and we really we're doing this because we really believe that God is saying this to the whole world, to the church. And, and may the Lord help us to catch this grace. And, and for those who don't understand this, I want to kind of give you a little bit of background into why we feel the Lord is doing this. The original prophecy about the Toronto revival that was recorded actually was recorded in Kansas City. Maybe you heard of Bob Jones, uh, who's a prophet that worked with Mike Vickle at the time. And he actually just recently passed away. But in 1984, he had a, a visitation from the Lord where um, he was in the, the. Well, first, actually, Mike. God spoke to Mike Bickle. But first, you talked to you to Mike Bickle. And uh, it was a, a, a thundering voice that came to him. It was a thunderous voice that came to him. In 1984. In 1984. And said, 
Nytt testament. Och det blev väldigt speciellt för att jag var där för offret som skulle gå till ryska nytt testament. Because later on in the courses, many of you know, the Lord sent me to Ukraine and Russia, and I lived there for 12 years. Och sedan så sände jag hem till Ukraina och Ryssland och bodde där i 12 år. And so I've had this. I personally have had this connection for a long time. Så personligen har jag haft den kopplingen länge. And one of the things that happened was that I was living in in Ukraine in the spring of 2000. Och i vår 2000 så bodde jag i Ukraina. Um, I was already carrying the river, the Toronto movement, around Eastern Europe. Det var en bad av rundt Europa. And one morning I was, I was waking up, the Lord said to me in an audible voice. på morgonen, morgonen vakna så talade Gud med en högbar röst. Mike Bickle, October 2000. Mike Bickle, October 2000. This is in, in, a, in a little village outside of Kiev, Ukraine. The audible voice of God. Mike Bickle, October 2000. Now I want you to catch the significance of this is that I was carrying the Toronto Revival. I was traveling, we were releasing the joy, releasing the teaching, inviting James, inviting John. Doing Toronto schools. In Eastern Europe, and the audible voice of God comes to me. Oh, Gus, hear what this comment says. Mike Bickle, October 2000. Mike Bickle, October 2000. And my my first impression was, you had the wrong address. I'm the Toronto guy. I don't know exactly know where those. Kansas City guys are here in Eastern Europe. They're probably somewhere. But, but it was so strong, audible voice, I couldn't, obviously I couldn't neglect it. And so I went to the website. And, and we in Toronto, our Partners in Harvest meeting was the first week of October. And Kansas City was having a Tabernacle of David conference Right after our conference. So, so it seems when the Lord has put this together. So I had it on the Lord. No, and, and, and I'll be frank with you. I was expecting thunder, lightnings, and and fifteen meter angels to show up. Because it's the audible voice of God. So I, so I go to Toronto to our conference. And then um, I, 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 catch, I catch a cold. No, that's not right. I catch the flu. I was as sick as a dog. And I did not want to get on a plane and go to Kansas City. But because of the audible voice of God, uh, I went. But went down there and uh, got into the hall. You know, you're sick. Whenever you hear music, when you're sick, it's always too loud. I mean, it's, it's loud anyways, but it's always too loud. And, and so I actually had to go outside to the corridor during the worship. But I was expecting, okay, there's angels here. God, is, God spoke to me audibly. This is like the heavens are going to open. Something is going to happen. One day went by. I still got the flu. And by the way, the guy that I usually stayed with, um, uh, he had all these guests from India. 
And so they took all the guest bedrooms. Så de tog alla gästrum. So that was on the living room couch. Så jag lå på soffan i stugan. And and these Indian guys were in the kitchen yelling all night praying and hallelujah. You know the scripture that says if you bless your friend with a loud voice in the morning, it will be counted as a curse. I mean, just everything, everything, everything around me was like falling apart. But I knew that God was going to meet me with signs and wonders and lightning and angels. And probably Elijah and Moses were going to show up. And, and, and so, two days, nothing. Three days, nothing. Now, this is supposed to be like a prophetic center. You know, so I, I said, okay, so where are the prophets? So I, 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 I grabbed a few of the prophets. And I told them my story. I said, Pelier, wake up. I mean, I said, prophet. I said, I said, uh, I told the story about the audible voice of God. I said, that's why I'm here. Can you tell me why I'm here? They said, I, I have no idea. Go talk to this guy. So I went to talk to the next guy. Told him the story. Can you tell me why I'm here? I have no idea. So I did this two or three times. No revelation. No angels. No Elijah. No Moses. Flew and loud voices late at night. Okay, so finally I said, I'm going to go to the big cheese. I'm going to the head guy. I'm going to Mike. Wait in line. People talk to him after the meeting. And uh, finally my turn came. Mike, I'm a missionary in Ukraine. In May, the audible voice of God comes. It says, Mike Bickle, October 2000. Can you tell me why I'm here? And Mike looked at me. So much for the spirit of revelation. So many for openbody something. It's like so. So I left. I came with the flu and I left with the flu. The only possible thing that I can point to that's a sign that happened. I was in the meeting, looking and feeling miserable. And, 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 and uh, I got a tap on my shoulder. And the woman behind me looked at me and smiled and gave me $50. I really don't think it was a miracle. I think I looked so miserable, it was just pity. Pure human pity. Okay. But things like that kept on happening in my life. As a leader in Toronto, these 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 Kansas City IHOP connections. This prophetically kept on happening. So when I moved back to Toronto, one time I was uh, going I was surfing through Christian websites. So and I got to the IHOP website. And and all literally a a, a physical felt 
fire came out of that computer screen. Og Olaf, en fysisk fyrt ild. I couldn't see it. Ja, but it was a physical fire. But fysisk As I was on the IHOP website. Nei, på IHOP. It just, just burned it. It just threw me back. And and uh, here we go again. And so, oh, I call me him. And so little by little, so, you know, these things were happening. I can tell you many stories. I'll just tell you one last one, and then uh, Then I want to interview Wes. Actually, is that is that when I took this position as international coordinator? I wanted to have, have a separate time away from the Lord, just to you know have some personal time with the Lord. John and Carol live 10 minutes from me. They're off and traveling. And so I said, John, can I use your house? John's very gracious. No, you shouldn't ask to use his house. But anyways, okay. <laughs> anyways, I mean, so, I mean, there's angels in John and Carol's house. They're really I mean, it's just, it's just filled with him. Here I am. I'm, I'm going to have seven days with the Lord. And, and, and I'm there the first day. Just soaking, enjoying it. The Lord says, I leave that. The Lord says, Go to Kansas City. I said, Well, you've got to be kidding. I'm alone in John Carroll's house for seven days. Why in the world would you send me down there? It costs money, I don't have a place to stay. Go to Kansas City. I got the phone, got an air mile ticket, got a place to stay quickly. Went down there and, and Again, this, I'm just trying to point out this connection. That, that God prophetically, very, very clearly, has asked us as a movement to understand and to walk in. And when I got down there, um, one of the tapes I listened to, was, the CDs I should say, was Mike was preaching about God raising up preachers. And I love I love preaching and I love preachers. And I want to see more preachers raised up in our movement. I mean people who can really, really preach. And he was he was talking about God raising up ten thousand preachers. And and I said, Lord, for partners in harvest. Would you please raise up ten thousand? Two days later, it might have been the next day. I don't understand. I was in the I, I was in the parking lot, just in front of the prayer house there in Kansas City. And a guy that I know, a businessman, I had no idea he was going to be there. He had no idea I was going to be there. He walks up to me. Gives me an envelope. Says a few words to me. Walks away. I go to my car. Look at the envelope. It's ten thousand dollars. Not for partners and harvest. For me. That's even better. <laughs> he said, "This is for you." Then. Don't worry. I 
gave my two and a half percent. So anyways. Does anybody see the hand of God in this? I don't see it's holding us Does anybody see the hand of God? No, see it's holding us And I know that you know some of us have talked about this before. But I, I'll, I'll just tell you one last story. I knew that I knew that I knew. That that, that ten thousand thing happened in July of two thousand nine. And so it's like I'm saying, this is it. God wants this. As part of our movement. You know? And so I started preaching this. And, and I went to Ukraine. And uh, in the beginning of November of 2009, I was preaching in Ukraine. It's incredible. I was preaching that the Lord is going to bring together the river and the prayer movement. In the beginning of, two, of November 2009. And then I get a text from a friend in Kansas City. And he says, uh, it was actually a she. She said, the wine has broken out. And it broke out in Wes's class. So I was preaching it in Ukraine, and, and within a day or two, and I'm not saying this, I'm not, it's anyways. We're on this parallel, we're tracking the Holy Spirit. Wes, why don't you come up here for a second? What happened when the, 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 the Lord fell with the wine in your class? What was that all about? What date was that, by the way? Spring. 
for three things. For three things. Our students have stood up and said, Lord, we need a building for our school. We need international approval, so uh, visa approval to receive international students. And we need a revival to touch our school. And we prayed that as a school in May 2009. You don't know this, Dan. I was not there at that meeting. It was a student chapel. I wasn't there. Because that, at that time, I was in England with Ken Gott. And he and Lois Gott prayed for me and said, Lord, release the river through Wes like you released it through us in Sunderland. Right when our students were praying for a revival. I'm just saying because there's a connection there as well. And it comes full circle, but we had we had <coughs> November the fourth we had a student chapel. And we were gonna have testimonies and preaching just as usual. And finally, we had so many testimonies, it was getting ridiculous. The guy who was preaching was a little bit irritated. Because he was burning with this message. And students kept sharing their testimonies. And then right when it was about to end, a girl runs up. She says, stop, I've got a testimony to share. Stop, I've got a testimony to share. And she shared how she'd been on a trip that weekend. And she said, she said, I received prayer for a stomach condition. And the long story short, the guy praying for her said, this is not about a stomach condition, it's about self-hatred in your life. He said, have you ever struggled with self-hatred? She said, she said, yes, because someone attempted to rape me when I was 15. And I got into an eating disorder because of the self-hatred. And so we're going to break the power of that uh, stronghold. And you're going to be healed. And so she shares this testimony she, how the guy prayed for her, she gets set free, she gets healed completely. The pain completely leaves her body. And the joy of the Lord falls on her. And as she shares this testimony, the joy of the Lord falls on her in our and I so clearly remember because I was late to the student chapel. I'm a bad faculty member. I don't show up to one and I'm late to the next one. <laughs> and she, she shares this testimony and the joy of the Lord starts permeating through the class. And the president of our Bible school got up and said, we need to linger in this joy. And we said, how many other students are wrestling with issues of identity? 
Hvor mange andre studenter er som sliter med identitetsproblemer, sa. Instead of agreeing with what God says about you, you agree with what the mirror says about you. Instead of å være enig med det Gud sier, så er du enig med det speilet sier om deg. And he says we make we we make altars in our mirrors in our bathrooms. Han sier at vi gjør speilene på badet våre til altare. And about 300 students come forward. And we said we're going to have a mirror burning ceremony. Not literally, but spiritually. And we began breaking agreement with the lies of the enemy. And multitudes were set free. And the joy of the Lord swept into that meeting. It was unusual. Our meeting went 30 minutes longer than usual. When you when you've got to understand when you do a 24/7 prayer ministry, you get addicted to schedules. Everything is on the two-hour mark. We went 30 minutes longer. I'm standing at the back of the room. And the Lord says to me. You're going to extended meeting. It starts now. Dere skal begynne også utvide møtetiden del, så det begynner nå. I said, what starts now? Hva er det som begynner nå, sier? The Lord says the wine. Det er sant, det er sant. Because in January of 2009, for januar 2009, on three separate occasions, Mike Bickle had received a drink. Tre forskjellige hendelser hvor Mike Bickle hadde fått en drink. In which an English minister called David Pitchett's and stood before him and said, get ready, Mike, the wine's coming. Get ready, Mike, the wine's coming. Get ready, the wine's coming. And as a pastor with a congregation of thousands, that's actually a mixed blessing. Because there's certain things you can measure and there's certain things that you've got to pastor really carefully. For det er noe som du kan måle, så er det noe som du virkelig må være en god hyrde for oss som manøvrerer rett. And here's what you've got to understand. Kansas City is a fire and wind kind of place. Og dette må du forstå. Kansas City, det har med ild og vind å gjøre. We want the revival preaching and the healing. Vi vil ha vekkelsen for kyndelsen og henredelsene. Men you call us to a 40-day fast five times a year, we're in. Kommer du å sitte 40 dager for alt og fem ganger i året, vi er med. But most of our young people go, the wine, we're not sure about that. So this was kind of like an Elijah sacrifice type place. Most people were skeptical as to whether manifestations were real. Because the majority of people had grown up in a in mostly a culture of manifestations rather than a move of the Holy Spirit. For mange hadde vokst opp med en kultur av manifestasjoner, heller at det var en bevegelse av den hele jorden. And the Lord says it begins now. Men Herre sier nå begynner det. You're going to extended meetings. Dere skal begynne å ha utvidet møter. And I said, how do you go to extended meetings? You already go 24-7. Så hvordan skal du ha utvidet møter hvis du allerede holder på 24 timer i døgnet? So the Lord says to me, så Herre sier til meg, you're teaching on Monday morning. Du underviser på mandag morgen. Why don't you just see what I would do? So, again, I, I had a full set of notes. 
I was filming the class for e-school. My lawyer brain kicks in. I make time for the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to get through all my notes that I spent hours preparing. <laughs> we worship the Lord. We pour forward a ministry time. Holy Spirit felt the power. Three hours later, we looked up. The same thing happened on Tuesday. Come on. Wednesday. I was so drunk in the spirit at 6 a.m. I mean, people were getting set free from addictions. People were getting healed. People were getting set free from identity issues. And I'm reading through Ezekiel 47. 
Eight, nine, and ten year olds were transported up into the throne room of God. They came back and told us the things that they saw and what they heard the angels saying. It was just a glorious manifest presence of the Lord. That happened night after night until August of that year. And in that 10 month period, I mean just amazing things. The Lord set hearts free. We baptized 2,000 people. You would put down a girl, and we put down one time a girl, she had slashed her wrists. She had such self-hatred she'd been harming herself. She gave her life to the Lord. We baptized her. As she came up, the scars completely The manifest presence of God was so in the building we had people following our shuttles to the building. A lady who had no work, her husband had no work, and she'd given herself to be a stripper. Absolutely hopeless. They go, we need God. Where do we find God? The wife, the husband turns to the wife and says, I think there's a place called House of Prayer near you. They go to our one building, it was closed. So They follow the shuttle all the way to our other building. They walk in, she gets radically saved. Another man's on the highway, sees one of our shuttles. Gets the urge to follow it to wherever He's on his way home from working at a casino. Has a broken wrist. Walks into the room. God heals his wrist. He rededicates his life to God. Gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And in a 10 month period, he had 7,000 documented healings. I mean, I mean, everything from cancer to blindness to deafness. I mean, all kinds of things. Multiple sclerosis. Which, if you know, I have most of the other things. Cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Remember one night when a young man with cerebral palsy begins running around the Never done it in his life. And in August of that year, the Lord starts speaking to me. He says, you got to ankle deep. Because 
There were thousands of people watching from every nation of the earth. But our own city was barely touched. And I'm reading Acts chapter 19. Where it says the word of the Lord prevailed in the entire region. I'm reading Acts chapter 8 where the joy of the Lord fills the city because of the presence of God. I'm reading prophetic promises and promises from the word. And the Lord says, I've given you a taste of the river. It's time to go back to the place of prayer. It's time to do what they did. I felt like we were in an Acts 4 moment. Smith Wigglesworth said it this way. Smith Wigglesworth said this way. In Acts chapter 2 they prayed. And God shook their bodies. They didn't despise it. They went back to the place of prayer. And this time he shook their buildings. And the Lord began speaking to me and saying, if you will retreat with me, I'm going to release an even greater wave. It wasn't about losing what we had. It was cultivating what we had received. But laying hold of the fact that there is far much more than we can even ask of. It's Acts chapter 6 verse 4. In the days where there was great revival. The apostles said we have to give ourselves to prayer. The river and the prayer movement. Have to come together. Because the Lord wants to lead us deeper and deeper. Until we're not standing on our own feet. So I went so long. Wow. Wow. Come on. Arriba. So let's pray. Let's stand together. You know, if we can have the, um, the, the team come, please. And I would like to spend these next few minutes, I don't know exactly how long. You know, it's already 9.30. We've had a, a long day. Many of you traveled a long time. But I want to pray. I want to pray that, that this reality it becomes experiential for all of our churches. And, and it's not just a teaching. And we're, we're contending for it. We've been contending for it for years now. For me personally, for two, since 2009. You know, in that, in, that, in that community where the Lord spoke to me, Mike Bickle, we now have a prayer house. It's, it's not 24-7 yet. But, but during this crisis in Ukraine and Russia, it's been full. It's been full. 
and, and we have a prayer house in, in, in Yalta, in the Crimea. Now, so many of you have been watching the news about the Russian invasion of Crimea. And we have a prayer house in Crimea. They've been to IHOP, they've been to Kansas City. I helped them to launch it. And, and they're, they're, um, the last I heard, they're just believing the Lord for the goodness of God. And we we have a in partnership harvest. We have a missionary in Izmir, Turkey. So have a missionary Izmir, Turkey. And I just came from there uh, yesterday. And that's the biblical city of Smyrna. Our missionary there is named Andrew. And he was a Presbyterian missionary. And four years ago the. And, and he was, he worked in in Turkey for uh, worked in Turkey for 16 years. And then and then four years ago he met the Holy Spirit in a new way. He met John, met Randy Clark, came to our, came to our meetings, got touched by the power of God, came to Toronto, was dramatically impacted. Things started to happen in this church back in Turkey. And uh, his denomination came to him. Oh, said, what are you doing? You've got to stop that stuff. Otherwise, we're going to take your, your, your building that you've labored for for 16 years, and it was now worth a million dollars. So you choose the Holy Spirit, or you choose your building. And he said, I'm choosing the Holy Spirit. He lost everything. Just a few of the people from his church went with him. They started, started all over again in the transvestite red light section. But since then, the Lord has given him, I hope I, I'm going to get this figure right, around $410,000 without him asking. And now they have a house of prayer in, in Izmir, Turkey. And South Koreans come. You know, I recommend that you guys go there for an outreach. There's Danielle and Sarah. Adele, send the team there. Prayer, pray. And, and, and the river and the house of prayer. All over the world, there's the, the, there's the testimony that God's goodness. All over the world, guys. That if, that if we give ourselves that the favor of the Lord will be upon us. Would you join me right now to pray for peace in Ukraine? I lived there for 12 years. Some of you have been there with me. And, um, you know, you know the situation. It's been minimal bloodshed so far. But if 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 the enemy prevails, a major war will break out. Would you join me in praying for peace? Father in Jesus, I'm asking you for peace. In, in the place I used to live, and my heart is, 
Lord, I pray for for President Putin. I pray you would bring him to reason, Lord. I pray you would bring him to an understanding of the cost for his own people. Now, Lord, for many years, you granted mercy to Ukraine. And there was massive harvest there. But the corruption was so deep. And the sin was so deep. And you are now washing that away. It is time to wash that away. I pray that you would clean Ukraine. Through, through this horrible situation. Even though it's been tragic. But I pray you cleanse every institution. From the, the, the kindergarten schools. To the high schools. To the police. To the universities. To agricultural expressions, business. Lord, 50% of business runs on bribes and corruption. Would you please bring truth to that culture? Pierce their conscience. Pierce their minds. That, that conscience which is full of Defilement because of corruption. Grant the cleansing, Lord. And grant peace to the borders of Ukraine. Drive back that Russian army, we pray. Off the borders of Donetsk and Lugansk. Off the, off the eastern borders. We pray to your angels to be on those borders. And bring reason and a revival in this time. The reports that I've gotten is that every church is full. The Orthodox churches, the Catholic churches, the Evangelical, the Charismatic. The nation is crying out to you. They have no army. Almost no army. They can only depend on you. Which you must have learned. Even as King Jehoshaphat had to face a vast army, the worshippers' prayers went out. And Judah went forth. Father, would you fill Ukraine with praise, Lord? Yeah, even during this dark season. Now, Lord, for this message that we've heard tonight, the river and the prayer movement, I would like all the pastors to come up, please. You're a pastor here. Come on up, please. And I want, and Wes and I are going to pray for you. That, that, that together we, we walk in this vision. But I pray that you fall on these leaders. Fall on these leaders, Lord. 
stories of revival. And when we hear stories of revival, it stirs us up. I know everybody in this room loves the move of God. Many of you have had your own stories of the Toronto revival. Feed on these stories. If God, could, if God did it in Kansas City, he could do it here. I mentioned Psalm 63 tonight, this yeah. morning. It says that we will meditate upon you in the night watches. I will seek you on my bed. I will seek you on my bed. Part of this cost, part of this call, is the night watch. Probably the most difficult part of it. But it's there that we abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, may you give us grace as a group of people, as partners in Harvest River Churches, If you want prayer, just line up and go all the side of the wall. Or in the corner. Wes and I. Where's Pevier? Where's Mikhailov? Ola, Rooney. Just bless you. With the spirit of revival we heard about tonight. Holy Spirit, just, just right along the side of the wall. Or in the middle corridor there. We want everybody to receive prayers. Brother, can you just sing that song? <laughs> Let's take a line there. We're going to come to you. Let's take a line there. 
twist that, that middle part. Yeah. So it's lost that. Yeah. So 